0: for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data. Improve processes and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.
1: In a review published today, Trinity College researchers have presented findings showing that Irish travellers suffer from a disproportionate burden of physical health conditions. Common conditions like metabolic syndrome, asthma, bronchitis and tuberculosis are two to three times more prevalent in travellers compared to the general Irish population. Now, to tell us more, we're joined by Dr Julie Broderick, Head of Physiotherapy at the School of Medicine in Trinity College in Dublin. Julie, good morning and welcome. Welcome. Thanks for inviting me here, Pat. Now, let's start with what might appear to people when they hear this uh, kind of obvious. If you're living in a halting site, if you're living in a caravan on the side of the road, you're not likely to be as healthy as everybody else.
2: Sure, that's absolutely true. Um, and we know that the life expectancy gap between travellers and the general population in Ireland is really quite huge. It's between 11 and 15 years. So I suppose in this review, I was really keen to kind of unpick the physical health conditions that contribute to this health mortality gap that we see between the general population and travellers.
1: Okay. Now, um, in terms of longevity, we know that the lifespan is shorter. There are a lot of road traffic accidents involved in compiling those statistics and and, uh, so on and so forth. But this is about physical conditions that people are living with a lot of the time. So how did you go about the study?
2: OK, so I suppose the first thing to mention is that we had a member of the Traveller community, Amy Ward, who was um, a really valuable co-author of this review. And um, Amy provided really important direction ensuring the Traveller voice was integrated throughout the whole review process. Um, so I really feel this has enhanced the relevance and the, the real world impact of this work. So so Amy was on board from the very, very beginning. Um, we conducted a scoping review, which means it's a very, very kind of broad type of review. It looks at scientific literature and it looks at what we call grey literature. It's more uncertain type of literature, but it can still make important contributions in in an area like this in quite a kind of a an emerging and kind of heterogeneous area. So we pooled all the information we could find from all of those sources. It's really quite broad. And then we put them together and where possible, then we um, pulled figures from the general population in Ireland so we could provide a comparison um like you know you know uh, the most similar comparison we had available um and and that revealed some quite um interesting um right. differences so
1: give us uh, some of the headlines uh, from this study because it is as you say research pulled together from multiple sources
2: yeah so as you mentioned just at the beginning um there was a disproportionate burden of physical health conditions um suffered by um travelers so common conditions like the metabolic syndrome asthma bronchitis tuberculosis were two to three three times more prevalent in travellers compared to the general Irish population. Um, we saw some differences in terms of injury profile as well. In um travellers under the age of sixty five, there was a higher rate of intentional injury. And
1: so you're talking about self harm.
2: Self harm yeah so that speaks to the mental health crisis that we know is is um in the traveler population, and um unfortunately, the very high suicide rate six to seven times higher than in the general population, so that kind of came through in our findings as well. Um, there was a slightly lower rate of um, non-intentional injuries in travellers under the age of 65. So we don't know exactly the reason for that. Maybe um, some don't present to um, hospitals, etc. You're talking about
1: someone falling off a ladder, that kind of injury.
2: Yeah, or a sporting injury, yeah. or, et cetera. So potentially people self-manage at home or else maybe there aren't as many sporting injuries, for instance, as maybe um, kind of partaking in recreational leisure activities potentially isn't as common. Um, We also found in travellers over the age of 65, there was a higher rate of all types of injury, um, highlighting particular vulnerability in that cohort.
1: Now, um, a a couple of things there. Uh, Asthma. Yeah. Uh, We are often told that part of the problem, the modern scourge of asthma, uh, is due to the hygienic lives we live. Mm -hmm. That we, you know, bolt down our homes. There's no air flow through our homes we don't get down and dirty uh, all the time growing up and we become uh, prone to these kind of conditions Um, but you know the traveller lifestyle is quite the opposite do you know what I mean? And you might expect that asthma would be less, yeah, in the traveller community.
2: Yeah. Now we didn't. The purpose of the review wasn't to actually explore the reasons why. It was more to document the the actual physical health conditions. But that's an interesting point you're raising. Um I mean, there are many different contributing factors to to asthma developing, and poor living conditions it would certainly be one of them. And that's something that came through very strongly in this review from from many different sources. Um, we also included qualitative research so, so that means um quotes and perceptions and thoughts etc of members of the of the traveler community regarding physical health and they really really linked poor accommodation to health so that would be one factor in terms of um asthma as well
1: now common conditions like cancer and arthritis common in the general population yeah. um you didn't find any uh, evidence of extra numbers in travellers
2: yeah. Um, we there was some evidence of it, but it didn't predominate very much. It, it, we didn't find too much evidence regarding these conditions in in the in the data that was available to us. It doesn't mean that travellers don't suffer from these conditions, and um, potentially, um, the 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 statistics regarding travellers are kind of integrated with the general population, and we couldn't pull them the, the out then, um, due to unavailability. Um, So potentially if there was ethnic identifiers, you know, so that we could track better, um, you know, how these kind of conditions manifest in travellers, it may be important. But this would have to be kind of instituted in a very culturally sensitive
1: and appropriate way. There were some very rare conditions uh, recorded. Yeah. But very few of them. And it's hard to know whether that's to do with being a member of the traveller community or whether it's just that random thing that happens. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So there were there was a number of um, quite rare genetic conditions that we came across as well as part of this review. So potentially that's related to a smaller genetic pool in travellers. But we again, we didn't delve into the reasons for this particularly.
1: Okay. Now, th- there's one uh, positive thing that I found in uh, your study and that is uh, there is a distinct gut microbiome that might be a positive thing. Explain.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting. So it was nice to see something like this um, come out of the review. Um, so in one study w- within the review, um, there was some evidence of a more diverse gut flora associated with the traveller way of life. Um, so benefits to the gut microbiome. Um, but we don't really know, like with modernization and different lifestyles emerging, etc. We don't know if uh, potentially that's changing over
1: time. Because the traditional diet, living conditions and so on um, might have created this biome, this gut biome, and uh, that may change with settling.
2: Absolutely. So the the study um, reported that the gut microbiome was similar to non-industrialised populations. But as I mentioned, as lifestyle is changing, that potentially could be changing too.
1: So what lessons do we learn and and what uh, can we do on foot of your research?
2: OK, so there's a number of things. The very first thing is um, providers of care for travellers should be aware of the increased um, physical health burden um, suffered by travellers and the unique aspects of um, physical health conditions um, in this group that I mentioned and um, We really think um, that, you know, better preventative health strategies are important. It's important to empower travellers to manage their own health. But this must be done in a partnership approach, a co-design approach, a very culturally sensitive way and not tokenistic. Um, There needs to be, um, you know, health literacy needs to be improved, functional literacy and really um, the... um, the National Traveller Health Action Plan, which was published last year, also the National Traveller and Roma um, Strategy um, 2017-2021. There's some really, really good recommendations in these um, um, guidelines. They talk about reinstating and expanding primary health care for travellers and really, really focusing on the social determinants Mm. of health, which I would see as absolutely
1: crucial. Now, as travellers settle, obviously, uh, they can have a relationship with their local GP and the local health centre and so on and so forth. If you're travelling, it's a rather more difficult process.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, it, it, you know, the, the system is, is very difficult and it's, it's not accommodating in terms of the kind of unique lifestyle um, habits of some members of the travelling community and that needs to be addressed as well.
1: No. I mean, if you've got a GP card, it's generally attached to a particular practice. Yeah. And, and if you're on the move.
2: Absolutely. And it's very hard to, um, it's very hard to change practice. Um, but, you know, we found... I suppose accommodation wasn't really... We had some details of accommodation in some of the studies, but there needs to be more exact information about specific accommodation um, in travellers so that we can like know better how to manage health regarding
1: that. Also, this was uh, an adult study rather than a child study. So it would be very interesting to get some input on how uh, child health in the travelling community is changing, whether it's improving or otherwise.
2: Absolutely. So one of the criteria for inclusion in this review was that over 80% of the population had to be adults. So there was a small proportion of children mixed in that we couldn't kind of separate out. But predominantly, we did focus on um, adults. But as you said, maybe that's the next step to have a little bit of a closer look at um, children as well.
1: Fascinating, uh, Julie. Thank you very much for joining Joining us, Dr. Julie Broderick is Head of Physiotherapy at the School of Medicine at Trinity College in.
0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.